Welcome to Memory Jogger, a podcast featuring the childhood tales of two friends who grew up in central Pennsylvania during the 1980s and early 90s. This is Jason. And this is Wyatt. Jason and I have known each other since the fourth grade, and this podcast dives deep into our memory banks to extract what we can remember during our formative years. And while our perspective can be regional, we also touch on pop culture that is sure to translate to other Gen Xers. Join us as we jog down memory lane in this episode of Memory Jogger. Welcome back to Memory Jogger right here on Rediscover the 80s. Jason and Wyatt with you, of course. Uh, how you doing, man? Doing great. Just uh, trying to figure out what winter wants to do up on this end. How about you guys? What's yeah. going on in your part of the world? It's up and down. It's the same way. We got flowers blooming already in January, so <laughs> it's uh, the weather goes up and down here. But uh, we deal with it. You know, just hang in there while it's doing its thing. Uh, in the meantime, but we've got another great show for you. Uh, we're going to hit the randomizer. First, we want to tell you, of course, we are sponsored by RetroViewer. We told you about this uh, back in our episode around Christmas on our winter activities that uh, I went ahead and ordered one for me and Wyatt this year. They're really fun. You guys remember these things back from when you were a kid with the reels and uh, just pop those in. You look through, you can make your own now. I just saw they actually released three new colors of the uh, actual retro viewers now that you can order. So yeah, we've just, uh, it's, it's real nostalgic and being able to pop your own pictures in there. is just really cool. Wyatt and I, our uh, retro viewers were all about our trips to RetroCon, And if you guys have uh, been following us for a while, you might remember uh, the road trip to 40 we did when we were turning 40 and, Met in Nashville and did a bunch of stuff there. We took some great pictures there in front of what, Cooters and visited that arcade. That was a real fun trip. And yeah. it's fun just to get all your, you know, we, we have all these pictures on our phones now. It seems like our whole lives are on our phones. Pretty much. As many, many pictures as we take. We don't have the digital cameras anymore. We don't have to take film in to get developed unless you're one of those higher end photographers. But we've got all these pictures. You might as well do something fun with them. And RetroViewer is, is something you can really, especially if people remember, you know, using these back in the day, you can really uh, have a great gift for somebody who's nostalgic like we are. So don't forget about that. We've got a link in our show notes today. And you go over, you punch in the code RD80s, RD80S, and you can get free shipping on your retro viewer and real set. So want to pass that along. And we think they're a perfect sponsor here for memory jogger, right? Oh, absolutely. Like you said, you know, you could take family photos, family trips, uh, maybe do a yearly picture, uh, uh, maybe Christmas photos or whatever. And you could show the progression, you know, yeah, keep adding know. reels. Yeah, that's it. And you, heck, you know, with YouTube as it is, you could almost make your own story with these. Like back in the day, you had storybooks. This could be something you could do with family. You know, this is uh -huh. the day that they passed out, you know, right after Six Flags or wherever, you know, make a little fun of uh, out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a, a unique way to capture the moment. And I'm a big fan of physical media still having actual pictures in your hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I went to the uh, thrift store recently 
and decided we've got all of these pictures left over from when we did have a digital camera that are just collecting dust in a box, uh, or at least the box is collecting dust. They're not collecting dust. But anyway, I went out to the thrift stores and bought a bunch of photo albums. I'm like, I'm going to put all these photos in these photo albums. And then when we can show the kids, people to come by, whatever, you know, hey, check us out, you know, back in the day. But uh, that's just a unique way to get your pictures out there and have actual physical something in your hand. Yes. Yes. So retro viewer, go check them out. And link is in the show notes. Don't forget that. All right. We're going to move on and uh, yeah, we're going to hit the randomizer again tonight and see what we get. We are still, I think we have about 59 or 60 topics in here, but uh, we did not get any feedback last time. So I'll put it out there. Go ahead and send us your topic suggestions. If we don't have it in here, then, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and add it in for you and we'll eventually get to it. But, you know, it could be something simple like uh, when I'm looking over at the list here, MacGyver. I know you are a big fan of MacGyver, have a lot of the seasons. I've watched the show over the years. So any, you know, nostalgic television shows, maybe your favorite, you want us to put in the list or movie franchises or just movies themselves or actors we've covered. Uh, just random stuff too, nostalgic stuff, you know, back in the day, our favorite radio stations, that's one in mm-hmm. here. And uh, another one is just our home stereos, boom boxes, Walkmans, man, that would be a fun topic just to talk about and what we actually had back in the day to listen to our music. Right. So please send them our way and uh, you can just, you know, tag us on social media, shoot us an email, whatever you need to do. Leave us a voicemail. Of course, our Telby voicemail. We have that link in the show notes each time for you to uh, just send your audio reactions. But anyway, enough talk, uh, at least for now. (laughs) (laughs) You ready to spin the wheel? (laughs) All right, let's make the deal. Run DMC. (laughs) Run DMC, one of our favorite music artists back in the day. And I don't know where you want to start with this. I guess when you first heard of them, maybe were they your introduction to rap music? It's hard to pinpoint because I oddly enough fed off of you when it came to (laughs) newer music, Uh, not all of you, but mostly. So we've said before that you introduced me to Aerosmith and Run Run DMC. I don't recall if you introduced me to uh, Jazzy Jeff Fresh Prince either, but that was all part of the whole, uh, I call it the package of what we listened to and were, I would say, played a little bit more often. I know that Run DMC was introduced to me by through you, and I don't know which song it would have been if it was It's Tricky or uh, You Be Illin'. I don't, You Be <laughs> Illin' became kind of a one I could almost sing verbatim within about a, you know, a few short months. Um, yeah. How about you? How did you inter- get introduced to Run DMC? I got introduced to Run DMC by my friend Tim up the street from me. We would uh, frequently, and I don't know if this was his tape, his sister's tape. We would frequently steal tapes from his sister and steal, I mean, borrow <laughs> without her knowledge and play, you know, records and, and tapes uh, at his house. And like I said, I don't think he had a lot himself. It was mainly 
you know, trying to find some from his sister to listen to, or, you know, what was ever on the radio at the time. But I do remember him having the uh, it's the Raising Hell album that has Peter Piper. It's tricky. All those songs. And uh, he we were just listening to it. And it just I, I don't know. It struck a chord. It was something different. The song uh, Walk This Way is on that album where, you know, you mashed up. You, you, it's funny you're saying I introduced you to Run DMC and Aerosmith. It was probably at the same time with that song. Right. But th- that was such a, a pinnacle moment, I think, for oh, yes. really for hip hop and rap music, getting, uh, getting airplay or you might even say respect by putting those two together. And I don't know the whole backstory on how that happened. I know uh, that song, obviously Aerosmith released earlier in their uh, catalog uh, back in the seventies, walk this way came out. And I don't know if that was something that run DMC discovered and said, Hey, we can rap to this song and pushed it that way. Or if it was kind of a, a blind date, if you will. <laughs> hey, here's a song that's a rock song that sounds uh, like you could rap to it, and let's get somebody to go with them. So I'm not sure of the the history behind it. Maybe we can look it up real quick. But that was just such a unique song because I did listen to rock music, and I I mainly listened to top forty music. I would say in my childhood, we listened to basically anything across the board, whatever's in the top 40, whatever's in Casey Kasem's countdown every weekend, you know? So I think that song really pushed them up the chart and got them more exposure beyond, I think they're from New York, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Bronx or or one of those uh, suburbs there of New York. Anyway. Yeah. It was just something that struck a chord with me and, I, th- I believe that was the first album that I bought with my own money was Raising Hell and uh, a few others around that. I think it came out in 86. So Jesse Jeff probably would have been another one around that time. I think they're, he's the DJ on the rapper came out in 87 or 88. So that was a little bit past that, but that was when it was kind of blowing up. They finally got a, uh, I think it was a, either rap or hip hop category at the Grammys in the late eighties. So the industry was starting to recognize that style of music and they just sound like they were having fun, man, on their songs. Right. It did. It sounded like they were just, I mean, it was uh, the whole thing about rap. It, it took me a while to figure out that they were, well, rap hip hop, I guess is interchangeable. I grew up calling it rap. And as you later learn, it's, I guess, truly classified uh, as hip-hop uh, or at least down market yeah as hip-hop. It's, it's kind of a i think you're right i think there is a crossover there but i don't know though there's some differentiation between the two i think now but anyway but it just seems like they were the you know the the typical hip-hop is trying to talk up themselves saying they're the better rapper or better than this group or that group or you know they don't use huh, reused or reformatted music you know there was always some kind of jab that another group somehow but it just time to have fun with it you know you got it's tricky which recently (laughs) 
uh, made its rounds on Sonic 2 movie, you know, and now my yeah. three-year-old sits there and raps the song, <laughs> which is awesome because I'm like, it's a proud dad moment from the 80s, you know? <laughs> but at the same time, it was simple. It's tricky to rock a rhyme. Yeah. How legit is that? It really was. I mean, how do you come up with rhymes that are either music, you know, the typical top 40 or romance or or country or whatever, just a rhyme that, you know, has a song to it and then jazz it up with a little bit of record rap, uh, some bass tones, sampling mm-hmm. to make it sound like you're not exactly singing <laughs> because you're not really singing a song because they're not Aerosmith or whatever. But that's the cool thing. We were talking about how they mashed it up and yeah. I'm trying to do a perusal over Wikipedia, and it looks like they were supposed to remake it. It was a proposal by Rick Rubin. Okay, Rick Rubin, and, yeah. And it looks like it was supposed to be a, you know, just hey, remake the song from '74 that that Aerosmith had done. I'm still reading through, trying to figure out how it came up, but I know the music video. And again, the music video is always staged and all of that. But it, when <laughs> that I was really it, fun, I, yeah, it looks like it was totally improv. <laughs> like Aerosmith started and all of a sudden here comes Run DMC out on the stage. Yeah. You know, and it just meshes, it works. And but it's like that that kind of like the back to the future where everybody thought it would never work. That movie would never work. Rap and hard rock would never work. But yet, mm-hmm. boom. That yeah. was a collaboration that would just I mean, we still do it. We still listen to it. And now when I hear Aerosmith's version, the, the 74 version, I'm waiting for someone to spit out the, the jumping in like that Rugby <laughs> C would do. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the dual vocals. Yeah. Right. And like you said, you know, you got the, the fun and then you be ill and, you know, you think it's a can of dog food. I mean, who has fun with that? <laughs> I, I, it was so fun. A lot of them. And then you got Peter piper picked you know that thing is always a tongue twister yeah. for most people now i'm sure they took like 2000 takes before they figured out hey guys we finally got it let's just record now you know <laughs> but it seemed to just rattle off the, them like crazy you know easy yeah yeah um, yeah now that makes sense just going a tick back rick rubin he was a producer he produced all kinds of music all kinds of genres he was a producer on i think Hello, Cool J's Walking with the Panther, maybe even more beyond that. So I, I know he has influences from all over the place, rock and rap. So that makes sense. I, I also misspoke. I, I should have known better because it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Of course, they're from Queens, not Bronx. Yep. I don't know what I was thinking anyway. No, that's right. But yeah, they're, it was just so much fun to listen to and going through that album there's some uh, probably some lyrics in there that i should not have been listening to as my uh whatever 10 11 12 year old self but it was still so much fun peter piper it's tricky my adidas oh i Mm. love my adidas of course walk this way and i remember just jamming out to that uh even in the 90s just listening to that and and uh, joe perry's solo in that towards the end is really extended in the in the Run DMC version versus even the original Aerosmith version, and I just love that solo that ends the song. I remember just being in my room trying to 
air guitar that, you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, hit it, run, UB Ellen. Oh my gosh. That's just, I don't know. We loved Kentucky fried chicken. There's that whole line about, you know, small fries, big Mac <laughs> and uh dumb girl. I, there's just so many uh, uh, just silly songs in that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just connected with me on a on a really, really deep level. Now, I, I have gone back to listen to some of their earlier albums. I don't know if you have like King of Rock. And well, there's a few tracks on there that I know more than really the whole album King of Rock, basically because we got the greatest hits when that came That's- out and. That's what I have. What, right probably now, the early '90s, maybe that's when yeah, that came out. Yeah, that's what I have, and that's what I listened to when mm-hmm. have spun off MP3s for my music list. I mean, that a lot of them are I'm still listening to now I, I, on mm-hmm. the drives on, on occasion. Yeah, I was in a local antique mall that has a record booth, and uh, this was probably about a year or so ago. And this booth is just all over the place all kinds of weird compilations and some like uh, 12 inch singles, like the larger Mm -hmm. singles that have like extended mixes and stuff. And I found, I had to have it. I didn't care what the price was. I found runs house. And I think it's beats to the rhyme. That's on the second side. That's uh, just a single. And I think it's got a couple of remixes on there. So, uh, and that was on the tougher than leather album, but yeah, I just, those couple albums right there, Raising Hell, Tougher Than Leather. And then even in 1993, when Down With The King came out, I didn't buy the album, but I remember having the cassette single and just wearing that out when that came out, like in our high school years. So I, they just, I don't know. They, <laughs> it's their whole style too was cool. They had the Adidas shoes, of course, with no laces. And, you know, they still, I, I would imagine you can find them somewhere that are like branded with their logo and stuff. They did an actual shoe not too long ago. I think that they re-released it or I don't know if they released it for the first time, but in those, you know, uh, like warm up suits and the gold chains, uh, <laughs> it's just such a cool look, man. Just such a cool look. I, I could never get away with that, of course. And I loved like like Run and well, I, I guess they all wore that hat, that black hat that was just so cool. Sometimes it was white, but mainly black. And uh, Jam Master J always wore it. And I think the other guys kind of switched around with it sometimes. But mm-hmm. you think about Run DMC, you think about their whole their whole look with the hats, the chains, the jackets or the, the like track suits. And then the Adidas, man, they just styled it to the, to the nth degree in those early hip hop years. Oh, they did. So, yeah, I just remember like, I, I know we've told the tale a couple of times that I used to sing that you be illin mm-hmm. right after eating the hot lunch. And it wasn't <laughs> until my Early 20s, I kind of was reflecting, and I don't know why, but I was reflecting back going, oh, you know what? I probably should not have been saying that because it was the, you know, it was usually mom, the volunteer moms that were cooking the lunches. And I really wasn't thinking that I'm hoping not to offend aunt so-and-so because I was rapping about, they hope it's not a case of dog food, you know, or can of dog food rather, sorry. Yeah. And I'd be sitting there and I can remember 
us with that base cannon and my little Turismo thumping oh, yeah. down the road with that thing. And and it brings back the day because you, you think of the music of the day. And it and that actually, I think, uh, at least one or two aired on QYX. And you think it wouldn't because it was predominantly a top 40 adult contemporary, mm-hmm. uh, hot AC rather, format. But I, I want to say it's probably walked this way that I remember hearing because yeah. it meshed it. But there was something about, I, I want to say one of them slipped in. This is, of course, prior to us working there. And <laughs> it just was weird that it made, you know, rap made its way onto a rock station. But like like Jason said, they really did had fun with it. You know, when you think about other rap artists out there, rap pop artists, a lot of them do have fun with it too, but these ones just, you know, they sang a song about shoes, Adidas, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, this is Ron's house. Whose house? I mean, they're just having what legitimately is fun with the crowd, with the lyrics. Yeah. And, and that, that's the kind of rap that just growing up on that too. I was never big really into the, like the gangster rap and, that real hardcore stuff because probably I grew up on run DMC where it was all kind of fun and happy and they might slide in a couple things here and there, but it was all lighthearted and something that just never connected with me. Once we got to the early nineties in the NWA Tupac, you know, all that era uh, ice tea and never really got into that style of rap music. Because I was so hooked on Run DMC and DJ Jazzy Jeff and all those other artists, even uh, even MC Hammer for a time. Right. So that kind of style uh, is is long since died. It seems like and rap music. I mean, it's still there, but it's still it's a it's a different thing even nowadays. Oh yes, but really miss that because well, top forty is pretty much dead. I think it all the, the 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 differences, the different genres and stuff is not there anymore. When you listen to a, a a top forty station nowadays or pop station, it all kind of blends together to me. And you really had, I mean, you had country, you had rap starting to come in there, you had rock music, and it was all kind of mashed together in this beautiful list <laughs> every, right, right. every Saturday and you got to hear a lot more and you know maybe you're you tuned out some of the different things but you got to hear everything that was coming out and I think that's really gone the way of the dodo nowadays so I, I kind of miss that I kind of miss being able to uh, hear something new and you're like "Ooh, what is that and <laughs> just don't get it nowadays. You don't get top 40, a true top 40 station, I think. But that was what was great about the 80s, uh, even up through the early 90s, um, through uh, when we were at the, at the radio station with uh, Rick Dees and Casey Kasem. They were still, early 90s still has a lot of different genres mixed in with exactly. the starting of like grunge music and alternative music. So Anyway, we're going off the the topic, the main topic here for a minute, but yeah, I mean they they were so influential in our uh, musical history, I guess you'll say, and 
I really have fun now when they will, I will hear walk this way. Like on a, I, I listened to a, a couple of eighties shows like throwback nation on, on the radio is one that I'll hear that. And you got uh Nina Blackwood's uh, 80 show. I can't remember what that's called. I hear that on the weekend some, and they'll play some, she'll play some run DMC every once in a while, but hearing it now, it, it puts a smile on my face. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the whole appeal of, of Run DMC. They got their name out there and they were just having fun. They, they rode that wave all the way, man. And it was so sad. I, I remember in the early 2000s when Jam Master J was murdered and just thinking, wow, that's what a, what a waste of a talent. And, yeah, you know, that whole gang wars, I don't, I don't know the whole history. I watched a movie on a plane um it was about the uh notorious big murder and this guy that did kind of chased down the was trying to solve the case for years and years and years and i think they finally caught up with the person that killed jam master jay like even within the last couple of years i can't i I don't remember what happened with the case but i seem to remember that coming back to the headlines and it's just such a such a shame that things come to that and with somebody somebody that you know was bringing such a lighthearted music uh and and influence into the whole culture instead of this kind of hardcore east coast versus west coast stuff i'm I'm sounding really white right now because i don't (laughs) i don't understand the culture i'm not trying to be to come off like i even know the first thing about the whole East Coast, West Coast thing. I've I've seen the news reports. I've I've watched documentaries, and I kind of understand. And I'm I'm way back from a distance here. We grew up in in rural PA, which is uh, way way far away from the streets of New York or LA or any place like that. But just from the distance, it's it's it just feels like such a shame that things came to that to where these uh these music artists are losing their lives over whatever beef you know right and it's a a shame like you said but unfortunately we're not in that culture not versed and to the to the deep reasons and so forth Um, and it's good i mean we want to look back and we want to remember and have i mean this is why we do the show is that to reflect on our good memories and all the how, fond memories how, of our what, past. Yeah, and what got us through kind of those tough moments, too. Because we both went through where our parents were divorced and had some other hard times and things happened, you know, throughout our lives. And going back and listening to Run DMC, something familiar, something we know, something that uh, raises our spirits, it, it helps you to get through those times. So... I, this I'm glad this came up. I'm glad you put this in. I think this is one of yours that you put in, but uh, I, I'm glad it came up and we got to to kind of talk about it. And we'll probably talk about DJ Jazzy Jeff at one point too, because I know that was a they were a real influence on our musical you know history, whatever. Right. As well. All right. Anything else more you want to add about no, Run this DMC? Has been, this has been great. I'm like. There's so many music artists like we have listed already. I, like you said, we're going to get to them. Run DMC was a, a a great group. Again, I still listen to them to this day. And like you said, it just fills the 
we reach back to those different times where the good or the bad, but we typically remember the good and, and the happy moments. That's the word I'm trying to think of, that happy moments of our past. And that's why we invite you to come along with your journey. You know, what was your story? Did, did you like Run DMC? Were you like completely opposed to anything rap, hip hop? You know, we, we're open. We want to hear the stories. We don't capture what you're thinking and the same with any ideas. If you have a group that you'd like to suggest, you know, we got Telby, we got the comments in the show notes. Please just send them our way. Yeah. I always say, uh, even with talking with my friend Eric on our greatest lists show, music takes you to a place in time. And when I hear Run DMC, it's either one of two places. It's either in my room listening to that song and trying to air guitar that solo at the end or it puts me in your car going down the the highway (laughs) with the bass cannon and just blaring it downtown clearfield you know right uh it's those kind of moments when you hear a song you you take it where does where is run dmc taking you that's what we want to hear exactly so send us your comments uh voicemail and uh we'll check you next time Yeah, this has been great, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Memory Jogger. If we jogged a few of your memories, we'd love to hear about it this week. Visit the show notes for our Tell Me voicemail link and record your thoughts on today's topic or any others from our archive. We'll be sure to play it back on a future episode and give our reaction. You can also post your comments to our show notes at rediscoverthe80s.com, which is the home base for Memory Jogger and more 80s nostalgia. You can also find us on Twitter. Jason is at RD80s and I am at InfamousWV. And if you enjoy listening to the show, leave us a star rating or review in your podcast app of choice. Or better yet, share this episode on social media. Join us again next time as we challenge our brains on another episode of Memory Jogger.